The Women in Gridiron Show is a production of Mojo Sports in partnership with the Women's Gridiron Leagues of Australia. Welcome back to a, another episode of the Women in Gridiron Show. This week, it's just me and Barker, so everyone uh, gets to experience the wonderfulness that is Alex Barker uh, on the podcast again, analyzing and breaking down game one and looking to uh, game two this weekend. Alex, how did the game go on the weekend? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I, I didn't go there planning on doing chains. I'll be perfectly honest. <laughs> I got roped into doing chains. So that was fun. It was fun being on the Queensland side and getting kind of, you know, talk a little bit of smack nicely, obviously, um, to, to that side. Uh, but it was a good game. I mean, my my win margin was correct. It's true. Which which, which I like. I You know, I was saying to, the te- saying to the girls on the Queensland side, no more scoring. You're going to have my margin be off. So if you could rein it in, that'd be great. <laughs> but I think it was a good game and I think it was a good uh, test for uh, New South Wales to see where they need to fine tune some things for the next two games. Definitely, definitely. And look, you know, I think that both sides of the ball, after you watched the whole thing back again, there was definitely points that each side could work on going into this game. I guess let's just have a quick like look over the New South Wales sideline. So obviously we got, you know, the two scores in from Pierre, which was excellent. Um, Pierre, Mm -hmm. legend, weapon, uh, kickoff return. I got that one right. Yay for me. Um, I knew there'd be a score on special teams. Um, but I think the big, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I think the biggest <laughs> sticking point for me was, you know, those three scores or I, I think it was three scores that could have gone. And that was early in the piece. Like we're talking like early first quarter, like within the first couple of minutes, we were in scoring range. We were yard into the end zone and then we fumble into the end zone and then we get really close again and again, a fumble, uh, and again. So in terms of how this game could have played out, it could have been, we could be talking completely different game if we add on those three touchdowns and then the other two from Pierre, we would be quite competitive. Alex, how do we feel about the potential that, you know, New South Wales would, like if if they run with the way that they started last week and actually convert those opportunities, how are they going to potentially get this one over Queensland this weekend? I think they're definitely going to be able to score straight out of the gate. I think, you know, we saw them move the ball straight out of the gate quite quickly down the field. I think that caught Queensland off guard. I think it maybe surprised New South Wales a little bit as well. You know, I got that like, feeling oh. too. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, is everyone surprised? Okay. <laughs> like, look at us. We're, we're moving down the field. Here we go. Okay. You know, and I think there was a sense of, okay, we're we're kind of in, in touchdown range now and scoring range. Let's go do that. And I don't know whether it was just that sense of, oh, shit, we're about to score but that may have caused maybe a little of like not really, you know, focusing on retaining that ball, you know, as, as strong in the arms as they should have, or if it was just, you know, trying to get too hungry to cross that line first. I just think they need to be do it. They need to a fix the minor errors. You know, they had some killers, I think with, with minor mistakes. Um, but I definitely think if they can fine tune that they can just focus on getting a down a couple yards, a couple yards, a couple yards. Don't get so focused where you're on the field. Just keep doing what you're doing and you'll be able to score. 
I think they kind of surprised themselves about where they were kind of straight out of the gate that they kind of maybe lost a little bit of focus towards towards the end zone a couple of times, um, which is why I think they were able to lose the ball and maybe not make the right read or something like that. Hey, look, I mean, you know, I, I think I said it last week. I said if New South Wales can score first, they have one of the largest potentials to potentially win and potentially shut out Queensland that I think that we have ever had in the last decade of playing Queensland. Um, so for me, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, how are we this far down in scoring position right now? Like you said, it was very much a, oh, how do, how do we do this now? Um, so I think that we just need to have a bit of confidence because we, we were almost there and, and, you know, credit to, uh, to Queensland, like that, the defensive stance that they had down there to cause those fumbles in the first place. Well done. Like none of them were just like, whoops, I dropped the ball. It was, you know, swarm defense trying to rip it out. Um, you know, just, you know, I think the theme over the whole game was loose carries, you know, so um, it wasn't like it was just a New South Wales thing. Looking at the players specifically to shout out, I mean, Christy Turner from the defense. I mean, you know, she's come up to me after the game. She's gone, so I play defense now. I'm like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you play defense real good. Uh, You know, two interceptions. She really led from the back, you know, throwing in into a position that she hadn't really played before um, and just coming away with some amazing turnovers that really were the momentum changes for New South Wales, you know, cracker game. Yeah, she had a great game. I mean, I think I saw her towards the end of the towards the end of like the final whistle, and she was just like, "I'm just ready for this game to be done." Because she had been what appeared to be like everywhere, right? Every time there was a ball in the air, you could see that little like what she nine and that yellow helmet kind of flying across the field. I mean, to go from like one interception, like Queensland interception, to then her getting that kind of like like watch me do what you guys like hold my beer kind of moment. Like I'm going to get an interception too. I think that, that was, that was fun to watch. And she was able to get some, some good yardage out of that interception as well. So I think she was kind of a shining star on the defense for New South Wales, because not only did she make big plays, but she also helped kind of where she had to and kind of clean up for some people that maybe kind of, you know, didn't tackle low enough or kind of missed a couple of things on defense. But I do have to say, because I've played this situation over in my head as as a defensive back often, it's like, okay, you're in the end zone and you're like, oh, they're going to score. I'm going to pick off the ball, right? But if you pick off the ball and you take a knee, that's a safety. That's two Mm. points, right? Mm. Whereas if you try and bring that back, you've got to rely on your offense then, you know, to score. So part of me goes, okay veteran player knowledge football iq take a knee in the end zone player actually on the field goes i'm going to take this back for six it's going for six even if i have to run 97 yards to do it um but that i mean that was just something interesting um that i thought of while i rewatched the game back after that let's look at the quarterbacks so danny Izzy and Alia at one at a couple of points in the in the game they were all on the field at the same time. Like mm-hmm. anything could have happened, anything mm-hmm. could have happened. Do you think that New South Wales is setting up for something like that, or were they just figuring out the you know the best combinations to have in the backfield? Because if we look at it, the backfield rotation was large. Like you actually didn't know who was going to be in the backfield at any one point in time because there was like six options for them. So you know. Were they figuring stuff out or are they setting something up? 
Um, I think it's a mix of both. I think they were definitely trying to figure out who worked, who worked well and whatever they were trying to run in that certain scheme in that moment. Um, I do think they maybe showed their hand a little bit too much um, as far as what those three quarterbacks are capable of, because as we know, they're the three of them are very different. Um, so I maybe would have kept a couple of things kind of closer to the chest as far as what our quarterbacks can do for New South Wales. Um, but I think they had to kind of fine tune, see who worked well with what running back and what system worked really well for them and, and all of that. So I think it was kind of fine tuning what they could run with certain quarterbacks. But I do think they maybe showed their hand just a little bit too much. You know what, though? I mean, you know, Kiara Ferrant was real quiet. I would have loved to have seen her in there a little bit more, making some of those dirty runs. You know, the, the fact that they were in scoring position so early in the first quarter was because of Kiara's runs. And I don't necessarily know if Queensland keyed on to that fact, but I feel like had she have gotten a couple more reps, then, you know, maybe she could have gotten through or, or, or potentially made something for a big play because we know that she's completely capable of it. Alia Kamali in the backfield as a fullback, uh, amazing. Uh, she's always been one of those like amazingly strong runners of the ball. Uh, like, you know, Red said on on the commentary, you know, she's that type of running back or fullback that just goes, I'm going to run over you and I really don't care where you are. Um, and so I thought that adding her into the backfield was like, it, it, give, it gave New South Wales something that they didn't have all game. Yeah, I agree. It gave him a little bit more power. Um, I think just as far as she was able to break a couple more tackles and say like Kiara or, or Pierre, we saw Pierre break tackles, Kiara, you know, break some, but not a whole lot. But when um, she was out there kind of running the ball, it was fun to watch because the defense for Queensland is slightly on the smaller side. Um, so it does make someone like Olive, who is a much stronger runner, um, a little bit harder to take down. And look, she's hard to take down in general. I, I was dragged chariots of fire style by her for like five <laughs> yards. Uh, Thank so, God we put this in position. I've never had to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I feel I, I feel where everyone's coming from on, on that side of the ball. You know who else was really quiet for me was Jordan. Jordan Demizio. I expected uh, a huge game, but at the same time, we I guess you kind of have to look at the fact that, you know, this is a three-game series. If Jordan's quiet for one game, Potentially that's because she's waiting to break for these next couple of games. I mean, I know she's carrying a little bit of an injury um, and I don't think that anyone didn't see that who saw her on the weekend, um, but she still played through and as Jordan does, she will do that. Um, so how do you think Jordan's going to integrate back in? Are we going to see something big? I, I saw from the feedback that we got um, when I put out a questionnaire on the Women's Gridiron Leagues of Australia page you know, what should we watch out for? What players should we watch? And and a consistent theme was, you know, the Izzy Paholek to Jordan Demizio connection. Are we going to see that this game? I think you will. Um, what I would like to see to be able to open that up is we saw a couple of those like short passes that really worked for New South Wales. And I think they have to kind of go to those a little bit more, go to those short passes, take the defenders off Jordan, if you will. So their focus is a little more spread amongst the wide receivers versus just focused on Jordan. And I think once that happens, then you're going to be able to say a big play over to Jordan. But I think they're going to have to spread it amongst the receivers a little bit first before they can actually hit Jordan straight out of the gate. Because I don't think they'll be able to do that. Queensland will be prepared for that. So as soon as they kind of get those smaller passes, then they'll open up Jordan for that big play. 
100%. And every time that Jordan was going to go long, she was double covered, double covered yep. every time. Um, not to say that she probably couldn't have made the catch, which, you know, who knows, um, but double covered. Looking at the New South Wales defense, I actually think that they did really well because we've been beaten 50 nil by Queensland in the past. Losing by not 50 is a win in my books. Um, but also they made some great plays. Great plays. You know, Beck Baldwin with that sack on Amanda, uh, excellent coming off the edge. BK Cullen had an, a had a great game. And BK is actually really interesting because she's made that transition from running back. I don't know. And I was saying to Red after the game last week, I said BK's her her development as a player has increased exponentially. And we see that around year three, you know, in, in players. And, uh, you know, BK went from the start of last season to making not really great tackles to being an amazing tackler because of sheer will. And she really showed that on the weekend. You know, when she was in there, she was in there hard. She gets really low. Um, She had a great game. But I think, you know, this linebacker unit is the strongest unit that New South Wales have on their defense. And I think it's really important because it's that kind of pressure that forces, uh, you know, the quarterbacks to throw these errant balls, which lead to those interceptions from the DB unit in the first place. What's your thoughts on this linebacker core? Uh, how are they going to go now seeing what they've seen from Queensland? Are they going to get better? I hope so. <laughs> I feel like you can only go up, right? Um, I, I think there was, if they can all come together and do their job, I think that's going to be a huge, huge piece of the puzzle that I think they were missing in the last game. I think, as you said, you had BK who had a fantastic game, but I think there were others in that unit that maybe had one good moment and then were kind of quiet for the rest of the game. I'd like to see them all be nice and loud for the second game because I think that's going to make a huge difference to that Queensland offense and stopping that run and throwing that stopping that pass. You know, communication is such a large part of being you know, a defensive player, you know, the, the unit works best. The defense works best if you have good communication, you know, being able to, you know, verbalize what you're seeing on the field and what's about to happen and what your responsibility is and just reminding someone else, hey, you've got this or X, Y, Z. So I would like to hear, I would like to hear them this game, 100%. I thought that New South Wales on the field was way too quiet um, from a defensive standpoint. Riley McKay, uh, number 44 from New South Wales playing for the Rebels, had an amazing game for a rookie. Uh, you know, you can tell that she's just a natural athlete, tracks the ball really, really well. Um, I think she's someone to watch for this next game, definitely. And I kind of want to give a shout-out too to Jade Garrett. You know, she stepped in at that safety position when um, Beck got ejected for the targeting call, um, and I thought she did really, really well coming up against some extremely veteran wide receivers on the Queensland Sun Devil side. Let's flip this over really quickly and look at the Queenslander. So, I mean, like the Queensland did what Queensland does, which is run the ball really, really well uh, and just be consistent and win. So that's what Queensland does. And they did that. So good job, Queensland. But uh, I honestly think that, you know, Riley Hodgson had an amazing game. You know, we spoke about her being underrated. Um, the last podcast that we did and you know she showed why she is definitely that kind of you need to be talking about her but no one is for some unknown reason why is that I don't know like she, she doesn't make like she made some big plays 
But, you know, the first touchdown that they got, it was, you know, lucky, right place, right time. Um, the other one, I think, might have been blown coverage, and she got the ball out of that one and ran it in for a touchdown. Like, she's just consistently, I think, a good player. Like, and she just makes the plays when needed. And I think sometimes those players kind of get missed a little bit because they not might not be making the big, flashy showstopper play, but they're consistently good at what they do. Um, and I think that's – she's one of those receivers. She's consistently good at what she does. Um, and she's just – right place, right time sometimes. You know, when I think that, you know, her chemistry, like her and Amanda have obviously played together for, you know, years and years. So I think that definitely helps. Um, but I think that a lot of the other receivers were, you know, quite quiet. You know, Cody didn't get as much, ta- uh, you know, much time with the ball in her hands as, as I probably would have expected. Uh, you know, I didn't see much of Grace Power. I didn't see much of Dellen Palmer until, you know, that amazing PAT for two points. Uh, you know, which was a, a huge play, huge play for the game. Do you think that Queensland could be taking more opportunity to use some of these wide receivers? I do. I think they'll probably utilize them a bit more because I think New South Wales is going to be ready for that run game from Queensland. As we saw, they just they ran the ball because it was working for them. As we know, if it's not broken, you know, don't fix it. Um, so I think they're going to try to utilize a bit more of their passing game, which I would like to see. Um, cause I think there are some things they needed to fine tune from the first game as far as just reading it and kind of making sure that the ball is on target. But outside of that, I, I'd love to see them utilize that, that wide receiver core a little bit more. You know, and I think I have to give a shout out to the Queensland O-line, you know, they did a great job, um, of giving Amanda the time that she needed to make some of those reads. I mean, the, uh, you know, the play where it was the rollout to the left, uh, you know, the play action you know, roll out to the left, throw across the body kind of plays. Those are long developing plays, you know, and the O-line really needs to hold there. Um, So I think that they did a great job at keeping Amanda protected. And, you know, I joked with Amanda before the game and she's like, you know, there's only, you said that there was only one of me. And I'm like, yeah, but look, Alex was right. If you've got an O-line that's going to protect you, uh, you know, you only need one of you. Um, So look, Alex was right and great job, Queensland O-line. Excellent. Uh, the running back room, Riley Douglas, this rookie has just come out of nowhere, had an amazing game. Amazing. She scored a first career touchdown on the national stage, and that's that's quite difficult to do. Um, so for, to have someone that's never played the game before come in, I mean, but she's mentored by the great Christy Moran. Did you expect any less from, you know, the Padawan? No, and I think we kind of mentioned it on the podcast last week about how the fact that some of these girls haven't played football for a while. And I think Riley is one of those players that was just gunning to actually get her first game under her belt, get that first. And I think you could see that in the way she was playing. She just wanted it. She wanted those yards. She wanted that touchdown. Her first touchdown was a diving touchdown. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure there was some finesse yeah. and fire to her first touchdown. So props to her. She's definitely learned from Moran there. Um, so, but I think it was. I don't it know was how good. often you see Moran jumping through the air. You know, probably not through the air, but she still got her finesse in her That's own true. way. That's so, true. You know. um, but. It was, yeah, it was great to see that running back room. And I think that's what made it so hard for New South Wales is when you have three running backs that are so good, slightly different in how they play, but can read the game so well, it's hard to adjust. Because as soon as you get one running back down, they'd switch it. 
and then you'd have to adjust somebody else and then they'd switch it and then they have to adjust somebody else. So I think that was such a smart, smart way to use their running back room for Queensland. And I think that, you know, that is one of the, like one of the most well-developed running back rooms that I think I've seen in years and years. I mean, to have someone like Kestra Bessie, who is the outside burn, you know, she's at speed on the outside and we saw the signature uh, Kestra play on the weekend. And then to have Moran who likes to take it up the guts, you know, but, and, and it's literally like you assign a gap to each one of these running backs and, you know, and that's their threat. You know, Kestra is seven, uh, you know, the C gap and outside Moran, A, B, maybe a C. It's not real often that she bounces well outside to get the outside edge. She's not like she used to be. Um, and then you've got this Riley Douglas, who is this power back, who's just straight up the guts and she will just take you. I think that this is a this is a hard running back room to defend against. You're exactly right because not only are they different in each of their approaches, but they're also elite at their specialization, you know, so they do that super, super well. Uh, I think I thought Amanda had a great game, uh, just being consistent, getting her eye in, like you could feel towards the end of the game that they were getting a little bit more adventurous. Um, they did run a lot of speed option. They ran a lot of read option, which Amanda is, you know, renowned for. So I'm going to be interested to see whether New South Wales can shut that down because as we know, with that play, it's designed to make someone miss. Um, and that's usually the the outside linebacker. So hopefully New South Wales has come up with some sort of adjustment for that. But again, I think we were talking offline. I feel like they were just setting the foundation for so much more like you can just feel that that's not the extent of their playbook um you know we saw a couple of plays that I'm like hmm, you know there was a couple of formations that there was a double tight formation that they didn't really pass a lot out of which could be passed out of they used some RPO uh you know these draws and uh, quarterback draws so I think that that's something that you know New South Wales needs to be prepared for um from a defensive perspective uh but the Queensland defense on the other side like uh, you know I'm going, to, I'm going to have to put this out as a public apology to Dania Herdman. I am sorry that I got you confused with all of the other short Ravens helmets in that defensive back unit. Dania, you had an amazing game, you know, interception, forced fumble, uh, just amazing tackles across the board. Shout out to you. And I'm sorry, tell your mom and dad that I am sorry uh, <laughs> for missing, me, uh, messing up your name. Alex, this Queensland defense, how do you think they went? I think they had a great game. I think they started off super, super strong. Um, I think they got a little tired <laughs> um, towards kind of the back end of the game. Um, that third quarter seemed to kind of go on forever um, for some reason. Um, I think they just need to stay tackling low. You know, don't give up silly errors. Keep tackling low. Even when you're tired, that's when you've got to focus on, like, those basic things that they do so very well. Just hit hard. Like we said, again, last week that these defenders were going to come out. They were going to hit hard. Um, And they did. They forced fumbles. But I think what was great about that defense is not only did they force the fumble, but they knew exactly where the ball popped out. They were straight on that ball. As soon as it was on the ground, they had that ball recovered and, and ready to go for the offense. So I think. It was nice to see them kind of gel and play together. Um, as we said, there was a lot of kind of vets on that team that can kind of lead that defense. So it was exciting to watch them play because they're small, but they're mighty. Yeah, true. So very mighty. 
True. And I mean, you I don't think you'll get hit harder than if you get hit by Brandy Clucas. And I've been I've been hit by some by some people, but Brandy hits the hardest, I think. And and Moran will be attest to that. Red would attest to that. So many, so many New South Wales would attest to that 100 percent So props to anyone that got hit by Brandy Clucas. Um Ella Briscoe also, uh, I think, and I think what we always love to see the game within the game when we watch a game, you know, which play, like which two players have some sort of like, it's not re- not really a rivalry because um, the whole thing is a rivalry, but like it's a, it's a, it's a mano a mano, wuma, wumano, 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 sure, yeah. wumano, wumano, let's go yeah. with that, yeah. Go with that. <laughs> uh, one-on-one, I'm going to beat you. And I think we saw that with Ella Briscoe and Alia because they were both like, Alia, uh, Alia runs hard, Ella hits hard, and they met a couple of times. Ella got the one over a couple of times. You know, Alia got the one over a couple of times. So I really loved watching that little that game within the game play out. Yeah, that was that was really fun to watch. And you're right, watching those kind of matchups and those Wamano Wamano, as we just said, kind of go off. Love how you can end. say that so fluently, because right. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so it was fun to watch. I think. Also, what I liked from that Queensland defense is, you know, they knew our run game was was not half bad for New South Wales, but they kind of were in that kind of mindset of like, we dare you to throw the ball. We dare you to throw the ball. And I think that creates such like a a mind kind of fuck with some players because it's like, we're going to be here if you throw it and we're going to take that ball away from you. So I just love the mentality that they come, that they play with that they come off the field with, they go on the field with, like being on the Queensland sideline and kind of a different perspective, huh? Getting amongst that, like being amongst that energy. um, It it was just cool to kind of see and kind of to watch, just watch that whole team come together. But that defense, especially when they made big plays, it, it was a good showing, that's for sure. And look, you know, like I said, we were commentating from the Queensland sideline as well. And and I heard Brandy Clucas's like pre-game speech, like walking up and down as the players are lined up on the sideline. You know, they're like, this is, you know, this is our game. This is our time. You know, the name that's on the back of your jersey, you know, means something. And it was so passionate. And I was like, oh, I can't help just, you know, I'm sitting here with, you know, my maroon hat, which I didn't realize was maroon until Red pointed it out. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, not that I would ever defect. You knew South Wales for life. Blue blood. Here we are. But you couldn't help, like, get the goosebumps. It was next level feeling. And, and you know, I think that that was so important for those girls specifically because they haven't had a competition and they're trying to get a competition back up. Have to give a shout out to Chantel Piva. I am sorry, Piva. I, I, I called you Pina a couple of times during the game. I will fix that for the next game. So I apologize. But you had a cracker cracker game you were by far um one of the like like most enthusiastic tacklers that I think I've ever seen and and definitely came away with it Alex we're looking forward to this game this weekend you and I are going to be up in Brisbane Mm -hmm. checking out all the action uh how do you think this is going to go how what how does New South Wales win this consistency um I think they kind of would go five steps forward, three steps back, five steps forward, three steps back. And there's, that's no way to play football as, as we know. Um, so I think, like I said earlier, eliminate the small errors that got them big time that moved them back kind of further than they need to be. Um, do the small things right and just be consistent, be consistent, tuck the ball, 
catch the ball on a pass before you start looking upfield. I think there's just minor things. And don't get so worried about where you are on the field and what's happening around you. If everybody does their job, everybody's allowed, I think they'll be able to move the ball a lot more and be able to score a few more touchdowns. I saw this. Uh, I saw this TikTok the other day about uh, about this coach, <clears throat> and I can't. I think it was a women's basketball coach, and she was like, "No, actually, she was an NHL sports psychologist." And she's gone. These are the things that I tell athletes, and one of them was uh, forget the outcome, which I thought was really powerful because once you forget the outcome of whether you're going to win or lose, it just becomes about playing the game. You know, it's about being present in that moment and knowing you know, a famous Christy Moran quote, you just have to be brave for 10 seconds, you know, go out and be brave, New South Wales. Like I said to Alex, before we started the podcast, I said, if any New South Wales team has ever had a chance of beating Queensland, it is this team. And it is now um, slightly by default because Queensland haven't played in a couple of years, but we'll take what we can get. Um, so I think that they can still do it. And, and like you said, it is those one percenters, you know, it's, it's, it's making sure that ball doesn't pop out. Ball security is job security, secure your job, do your job, um, and just have faith and trust that the people around you will do the same. Um, and also, you know, run hard, uh, you know, there was there was a lot of running up high, which is how those fumbles happens in the first place. You know, let's lower that shoulder. Let's bring the boom. Uh, you know, Queensland can take it and they'll give it back to you. So let's let's go out there and give it all they got. And you guys, you you have a chance. You have a chance. Queensland, on the other hand, I mean, if you're looking at this on paper, they've just won game one. We're going up to their house to play in their home with no doubt an amazing crowd. Um, that's going to be nervous and nerve-wracking. Yeah, it is. And I think it's just going to add an extra level to that Queensland team. Like, I, like as you know, a lot of those girls on that team, as do I, like, love them to death. But it's just – it's going to help them, <laughs> which I hate to say. It's like – but being at home, having a crowd behind you, having that kind of intensity that they come with, and just that passion that they all have for the game. Like you see it on every single one of those players. The moment they step out onto the field, they want it. The moment they're like, even through warmups, you can see that they just want it more. Like just the whole encompassing look of Queensland football um, is just, it's fun to watch. But I think being at home, it's, New South Wales can can come and give up a good fight, but it's, it's going to be a tough one for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Alex, we have to do it. We have to go to the score prediction. We do. What are we going to do? You go first. Uh, 6-3 to Queensland. What do you mean 6-3? How does like that even six work? six touchdowns to three touchdowns. So Why sorry. can't I... you do the football math? I don't understand. <laughs> I work with numbers all day. <laughs> six touchdowns to three. So you're looking 6-6 six, six to the 36 to 21. Yes. Okay. Actually, 38 to 21, because I think they'll get the some extra points on there. Does that math work? 38 yeah. to 21? Yeah. I mean, sure, any numbers work, really. But <laughs> let's go 38 to 21. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, you know, side Sorry, note, New South Wales. Side note, you know, that, you know, the field goal situation for the yeah. PAT. Love that, by the way. Love that. Love yeah. that. Big fan of that. We don't see a lot of that, um, and I think for 
for Queensland to go, hey, we're going to do it, like shows that they're committed to it, which, you know, is going to produce some good results. So whether New South Wales could get a block uh, on that kick, you know, and it, it almost happened, you know, that ball, that first PAT from Dylan Palmer landed in Jade Garrett's hands. And I'm like, we've seen this before, you know, Devin Hester, Devin Hester, right? Yeah. He was yeah. the guy. So it's completely possible. Um, So, I I, I mean, I'd love to see something like that happen and kind of switch the game around. But I think think it's going to be a closer score line. I can't say than last time. Um, I feel, yeah, okay, all right. Okay, I'm going to go 42 to 32. 42 to 32. Because I think it's going to be a higher scoring game because I think that now that New South Wales has figured out what they're working with in the backfield and they could have really dialed in this week and gone, okay, this works, let's expand on that. Um, but I also think that New South Wales should be prepared for something extremely tricky from New, uh, from Queensland because I feel like they're setting up for something. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. I'm excited. I'm not excited for like the 6 a.m. flight on Saturday morning though. <laughs> um, I feel That's why that. you fight on Friday night in front. That's true. That's true. You know, and props to the players. I mean, they're getting up at like 4.30 in the morning, hopping on a plane, getting off, playing two hours of football and like what happened to Queensland on the weekend. They had 20 minutes, you know, not even half an hour to get back on the bus, to get back home again. And that's tough on the body. The recovery needed to be really intensive this week um, in order for them to play really, really well this week. So I hope that they've done that. Um, but, yeah, fly in, fly out. It's not fun. Uh, but you got to do it. We're going to do it. We're doing it because it's a state of origin. You got to do it. All right, guys. That's all for us, for us. For us? This is all from us for tonight. Uh, it's been a long week and I'm really excited about this weekend. Um, we will be back next week uh, with uh, some more guests. Got some more people coming on the show next week to um, have a look at the games that were and look to the final game. Depending on the score, we could get a Queensland shutout on the weekend, which would make game three, you know, pretty fun um, from that kind of standpoint. Or it could be the decider. I'm hoping it's the decider. Uh, So let's go with that. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.